So hi, this is Sean. This is Kevin. And this is The One Other Thing. Thank you for coming. Yeah, thanks for being with us, folks. So uh, this week, as usual, we have a lot to talk about. So uh, we're going to jump right into it. But before we do, Kevin, can you tell us how do, how do they get in contact with us? How do the folks reach out to us? Uh, you can find us on, hopefully you already found us, on tootcast.net. Uh, you can email us at toot at tootcast.net. And I would really appreciate if you guys, if you do enjoy the content, or if you hate the content, please leave comments on all your favorite podcast viewing applications. That would really help us out. Even bad comments would help us out. So I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> That's fantastic. I'll skip the bad ones, but you know, yeah. if you have to, you have to. So we get it. But uh, yeah, we thank you for listening and uh, hope you enjoy the show. So again, we have a lot to get to. And uh, Kevin, thank you for all those efforts on maintaining the website and uh, doing all that uh, hard work there while I uh, reap the benefits. But uh, very much appreciate it. I can click a button better than anyone else I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, without further ado, then, uh, I'm going to jump right into the gaming, and I'm going to say uh, you had a topic you want to discuss, and uh, I'm loosely aware of it, but I have not played it, and that would be a game from 2004. You're, you're like, running at my speed all of a sudden. I know. It's, what, what started is that I, I started doing some research on hockey, because as it turns out, hockey is my favorite, I guess, computerized game, sport game that I like. It's my favorite. I've always liked them. I have collections of going back to EA Sports and, you know, Slapshot and all those games. But you actually enjoyed the game of I, hockey in real life as well. Know, oh, right? yeah, I love watching a Toronto Maybe Maple not Leaf, playing, Leafs. But... Um, yeah, so I, yeah. <laughs> well, I, can, I actually can skate. Well, not now, but I can skate. Um, I can't ski. I can skate. I can't roller skate. I don't know why, but That's for some reason, I, I, I know what it is. When hockey boots are higher, and they give you way more support. Okay. So it's easier to ice skate. I used to ice skate when I lived in Vermont. So, and I did it for a girl, so I never do it anymore. <laughs> yeah, yep. Yeah, that's what happens when you get married. <laughs> yes. So, um, so I started looking, you know, because I looked in the past, how come there's no PC hockey games? There isn't. There hasn't been any for 10 years. Uh, and I looked, and the reason being is because... They don't make any money off the PC versions. They always make on the console version. I started looking at why you cannot find, you know, hockey games for the PC. It's because they make them for console only. That's the only way they make money. And they don't make, they don't have enough people buying the PC version mm -hmm. to compensate for the fact that they just can't take a console version, make a couple edits, and make it for PC. It takes quite a bit of conversion to make it. So they haven't put out a PC version of any of the hockey games. And it made it worse when EA totally destroyed 2K games. Because I actually preferred the 2K hockey over because they're more of a simulator than the EA Sports where you can, you know, uh, charge up flaming hockey puck. <laughs> oh, and that, that, that really that, wasn't that my happen. thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, this really wasn't. It didn't feel real. So I started, just for some reason, my Google search, it popped up NHL 04. And it is a news feed and it says, still popular today with mods. So I'm like, wait. You can play that game. It's abandonware. You can just grab that uh, NHL 04 now. Wow. Yeah, no one cares about it except for this group of people who love hockey. And uh, so I grabbed it a few days ago. Um, and then I put all the mods in, which modernize it, changes the menu, puts all the new players' faces in it, updates the graphics. And I was playing it, and I hooked my controller up to it, and I'm like, wow. This feels like a sim. It's EA. But it's before they went all commercial. It feels like you're playing a hockey simulator. And the game was not easy. It was difficult. 
that's so cool. I because I, the problem with hockey games, especially in the modern ones I've been playing, once you figure out how to score, you just end up playing that way every time. Sure. Because Find something just, that works. And you're like, next to no, you're doing the same thing. Going behind the net, shooting from the net, goes in, you know, and it gets kind of boring. Yeah. This game, they say they change the AI a little bit, too, that make it more realistic. And and there's another thing that I really love about hockey games that other games don't do well, in my opinion. When I play hockey games, yes, it's fun to be able to be any player in the ice you want. But I actually like to lock it down to one player and let the AI control the rest of the team. Yeah. And I just lock down to the center or left or in the right wing, and I just play that position, and I play, try to play it correctly. Yeah. And to me, that's more fun. You know, I could sit there and spend my time getting the goalie's face, and there, I just felt it's it's worth it. It's worth downloading. It's worth trying to figure out and install all the mods because it was a pain to just apply them where they needed to go. Hella worth it. Then I got to start thinking, 2004. I'm starting to think that was a pretty good year in games. It seems to be. Unreal Tournament. Unreal Tournament 2004. So then I Google <laughs> games released in 2004, and we can discuss these games. You can tell me if this – 2004, I think after I tell you what games were released that year, you're like, that was one of the best years in gaming. Oh, I can't wait. It, it, it was just awesome. Starting – and this is in the order – and this for some reason is IMDB for some reason. But this is in the order of most popularity – and this list is going to go to 553, but I'm not going to go that high. Wow. I'll probably just go with the first top 20, maybe. Thank God. We have a show. You have two lists to get to this episode. <laughs> I know. How crazy. Yes. So, so I'm going to talk about a few ones that jump out at me. Obviously, number one on this list is Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Okay. That is considered one of the best GTAs. You know, ironically, I have not actually played that one. I have not played it either. I played Vice City. Absolutely. 80s music. 80s, gonna resist. Yeah. So, I mean. But apparently, San Andreas was like, that's the game you got to play. So I'm like, that came out in 2004. Another game came out. I love, for yeah. the record, though, yeah. I celebrate the GTA uh, series. I do. I Absolutely. do like it, too. Even I mean, when it was like before, it was like 2D, and you just run over people. Oh, my God. I played that game for yeah. months. I mean, <laughs> my friend came over one day. I may have talked about this on the show, but I love the story. Uh, my friend comes over one day, and he's like, oh, what have you been playing? I said, oh, this game called Grand Theft Auto. I've been playing it for, you know, weeks. It's just fantastic. And... Uh, he starts playing and he says, you haven't completed any missions. <laughs> I said, missions? Yeah. I said, no, you just go and steal a car and you run over people. It's just fantastic. <laughs> and that is a model that still works today when you play the game. I literally didn't even do any of the, the objectives. I was just running around going on these killing sprees and it entertained me. <laughs> That's what I did in Vice City. Vice City, eventually, when I started really getting into it, there was a garage editor where I put whatever car I wanted in the garage so I put something that looked like a Ferrari because he can put the actual car in there. And it makes sure it was bulletproof. Nice. And I would just drive around the city and I would spend weeks just doing that and seeing, it. oh, let's see how many cops that can come after me. And then, you know, that's what I did. Yep. I just like driving around the city. Exactly. And great soundtrack. Yeah, great soundtrack. Oh, it was an awesome soundtrack. So those games I actually do own. And then when I purchased Grand Theft Auto V... They gave you a copy of one of their games, and I picked Vice City again because I forget how I got the first Vice City, if it was CD or DVD or how I originally got it. I'm like, no, nah, nah, give me a digital copy. I okay. wanted Vice City still. I've <laughs> so got, that's what I picked. I've definitely got them all, uh, well, three and up, and uh, I've got them on Steam, but then Epic recently released uh, GTA 5 yeah. for free. That's awesome. And even though I have it on yeah. Steam, I absolutely downloaded that because... Yeah. All these digital copies of these games we have now, it's getting crazy because you're always worried 
that one company's going to go under, or you prefer another game loader. So next thing you got three copies of the same game. Yeah. <laughs> it's just crazy how that happens. But, it's uh, crazy. Yeah, what else you got? Uh, the next one is Halo 2. Okay. Now, Halo 1, we tried to play the re-release of it, and it was very buggy. It crashed yeah, galore. Yeah, didn't really work for us. But that, it was considered good for the time. Sure. But it wasn't until Halo 2 came out. Well, that's when their multiplayer really clicked, and people just loved Halo 2. It's considered the best Halo game still well, to this day, Halo 2. I certainly preferred it to Halo 1, the way we could actually yeah, we start playing play Halo the 2. same game. Yes, we could actually play. We start playing Halo 2, and yes, it's much, much easier to get into. Do you remember the crash. weird effects we were having, too? We thought we were in the same game, but I'd see aliens, you wouldn't. Yeah, and, uh, I would kill things, and well, on your screen they'd still be there. Yeah, like you went all Blair Witch on me and one of them, and you just kind of yeah. ran into the corner, yeah, and it was just creepy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what Microsoft was thinking when they hooked the, the multiplayer on that. It just was not working. Yeah, just absolutely, yeah, yeah. nonsense. Um, what else? And the next one is Fable. Which I've never played. Oh, I have actually. I haven't played it enough, but it was. Uh, I I haven't played enough to give it a thorough rating, but um, I really enjoyed the game. I have to say, it was really well done. I thought. I watched the new Microsoft Xbox gameplay trailers uh, a week or so ago, and they announced a new Fable game. Oh, nice. So it makes me want to get into it because I think there's more than one. I think there's like Fable one and two, maybe three. I forget, but it might be worth trying them out since there's a brand new version. But I don't know if it's a remake or a new edition. Yeah, I think you'll be pleased because, yeah. I mean, you can... I, what I can tell you about the game is it's an RPG, an action RPG, and uh, you can either basically be good or bad, but it's all based on how you handle certain situations, and I know you love that. Yes. And the path you choose will have physical effects on your character. Oh, that's cool. So if you do evil, you start getting, you know, like, like the goth eye, eyeliner. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. I want goth eyeliner. <laughs> you know, start listening to emo bands. Now, this is the one I didn't know, but Half-Life 2. And Good game, yeah. Great game. Um, for You know, if you play it like 10 years later, you may not think it's great. But if you played all the other shooters at the time... Oh my god, it was the graphics basically just, were stunning. It was graphics, it was physics, and it, it was like... It took you, like, the very first Half-Life game, which came out the year prior was it took you, like, an hour before you even got a gun. And that's unheard of back then. Mm -hmm. You know, it was doomed back then. It was, oh, yeah. It was, you got a gun, you kill the monsters, that's the story. Uh, shout out to Team Fortress Classic on the first one, man. Oh, yeah. I lost so much of my life to that game, and it was fantastic. Great game. Sniper's Rule. Sniper's Rule. I do love sniping. But Half-Life 2, I, I, was, I was surprised it came out to the 4, because it feels like just yesterday that... Um, you know, hopefully by the time you guys hear this, Half-Life 3 will be out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Like Valve, I predict it, yeah. I predi well, I think that um, they might release Half-Life 3 eventually, but on the Xbox. Yeah. Because uh, Gabe Newell, who created it, says nothing about Xbox. That's his favorite game system. Sure, it'll be Half-Life something else, you know. Yeah. yeah. But, uh... I'd play it. I'd play it. So Half-Life 2 was good. It wasn't perfect, but it did change a lot of things. Mm -hmm. it, I think it was a good game. I think it could have been shorter. Uh, I think they could have, you know, like the, you know, the some of the, the car like scenes the and the motorboat scenes, scenes yeah, could have been shorter. I agree. I, I, I knew where you were going with that too. Yeah, but the atmosphere, and especially if you go to download Half-Life 2 now, they have a mod that you can get for free that layers on top of it that updates the graphics, the oh, modern nice. graphics, and it just fun. It just it is fun. Um, I do. Think it's got they, a bit of a creepy yeah. vibe to it. I it, like that. I like the post-apocalyptic, you know, futuristic city where you got a, you know, police state. 
Yeah. I mean, I don't like the one that we have in real life right now, but I like it in a video game. <laughs> I really awesome. do like it in a video game. Yep. Um, uh, Spider-Man this? 2. Yeah, it's a great, great game. Spider-Man 2 came out for the PlayStation 2, and that was like the precursor to the current Spider-Man game yeah. of getting the mechanics correct with slinging yeah. your web across the city. Still and need to play that. They yep. did, oh, the game is a blast to play. And if you like, if you if you do like Spider-Man, you also like the Batman Arkham games. Because the fighting is so similar, so similar. I've got those from uh, Epic as well. I think they gave those away for free. And uh, those are good games. Uh, who has the time? Yeah, who has the time? Yeah. <laughs> who has time? I know. Uh, I didn't play this game, Metal Gear Solid Three. Uh, I heard those are great games. I just bought a Metal Gear game literally just the other day. Have not even loaded it because it was like three or four bucks. These sales are crazy sometimes. I know. I will buy games I will never play just because the sales are so good. It was it was like three or four yeah. bucks and it's normally like twenty or twenty five and I'm like, yep, I'm doing it. Some of the games on this list, if I I'm gonna start looking for them on Steam to see if I can get them because uh, hopefully they're five bucks or less and I'll I'll get them because some of these games are worth playing. And trust the next couple. Actually, I own a couple of these here. The next game is Far Cry, which I heard the first Far Cry wasn't the best one, but it did start the Far Cry series. Uh, so that was a good year. Again, under the heading of buying stuff while it's on sale, there's yeah. just a ridiculous sale on Far Cry games. I own quite a few of them. And here's one for you. They have one that's a Blood Dragon that I can tell just from the cover box art that I saw that uh, it is John Connor is all I can think. From Terminator? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it's the guy from Terminator 1. Mm. Uh, who's, not, who's not actually John Connor, but no, that's exactly yeah. what I thought yeah. when I saw him, and I knew you'd figure John it out. John Connor. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I don't know his real name. I forget, uh, John Connor. But I knew you'd yeah. know who I was talking about. Yeah, yeah, John yeah. Connor, he, yeah. He's in one of the Far Cry games. I would bet pretty much anything on Yeah. Me, I just know him from Tombstone, and... Uh, um, I gotta go back and watch that again. He's the one that, the guy, he said, um, what's the name, Val Kilmer said him, I'll be your Huckleberry. <laughs> he can't see, recognize him with his mustache. Um, what else was he in? He was in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, people love uh, that movie, Tombstone. I like it because it is one of the entertaining but still historically accurate movies. Okay. It's Because you can tell when you watch the movie... They were good guys. There was no good guys in that movie. Oh, yeah, exactly. Well, the, I know the, yeah, the Western sheriff was on either side of that line oh, yeah, of law. Wyatt Earp was a criminal yeah, as often with a badge. As, as often as he was a, a sheriff, exactly. So I, I did like it because it was, it's considered one of the more accurate movies of how it happened. Yeah. And how it was more of a gray area. So have you played any of the Far Cry games? I've never played any of them. But I've watched some playthroughs of it because I believe they have pretty destructible environments that people like and okay. it's, it's pretty open world and you can do a lot of good things so it's an fps right yeah it's an fps open world and i heard like five cry three i could be wrong is considered one of the best villains okay and the brand new far cry they just released you'll like it because it's the bad guy from um breaking bad is in it oh i saw that yeah he, yeah yeah, yeah. that looks pretty badass i know whom you speak yeah and yes. he's got some like evil child with him yeah the one that got his face blown yeah Exactly. And they walked around for a minute for first, though. Um, <laughs> I'll never get that image out of my head from Breaking Bad. Because I'm like, oh, he survived that explosion. That's weird. Oh, oh wait. Yeah. <laughs> not coming back from that one. No, you're not. So I do want to play the Fire Cries at some point in my life. I do. But it's cool that they made the list. So, uh, yeah, they give did. us a few more. Oh, yeah. Sith Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic 2. Okay. Uh, 
you like those games? I, I love them. They're yeah. great. Um, this game actually came out considered incomplete, and modders fixed it already. So you can download an updated version from Steam that's all fixed. I believe I have that game, but uh, I installed the first one, but I need to call my IT department because <laughs> the config had it playing in a weird window, and I couldn't figure oh, it out. Oh, yeah. There's tricks you have to do. These games are all so old where there's tricks you got to do to make them widescreen, get the resolution you want. And there's ways to do it, trust me, and, it, and you can make the resolution much higher, it looks better. I've got a really good trick for some of them. You just wait for Google Games to release yeah, them, Google and then games it just usually, works. Yeah, they usually fix. <laughs> you should check it on Google Games. It probably is already fixed on Google Games if it's there. It might be, because they're just Star Wars and RPG. It's one of those things, I'll tell you right now, the stories in these are way better than the new movies. Way better. Okay, yeah. Way more interesting. I'll be honest, I haven't even finished the new movies. It's all right, you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> You're better off just watching The Mandalorian. That's a good story. I have not gotten to that yet either, but that is on the list. You don't have to be a I Star Wars fan. I Kung Fu, and I'm a fan of Kung Fu. Kung Fu is awesome. I mean, it's got Nick Nolte in it. Come on. That's not to like. You sold me. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you a story later about 48 hours I watched for the first time two days ago. Okay. Not a bad movie, though. It doesn't hold up. I bet. It is terrible. <laughs> I bet you it was great at the time, but now... Yeah, I'm it, gonna say when I when I saw it last, it was uh, fairly popular. Yeah, this game. If they show this on TV, they pretty much if they edited it for TV, it'd be five minutes long. That's great. <laughs> it's just not good. That is awesome. Not good. They wouldn't even have to ble- the bleeping wouldn't be enough. They'd have to just cut it down to five minutes. Yeah, that'd be it. <laughs> I bet you'd never see a made-for-TV version of 40 Hours. It's not gonna happen. It's just a different world. <laughs> it's a different world back then. Uh, the next one I've never played. Remember, I told you I played a Vampire Masquerade game that I did not like. Yeah. But people like Vampire Masquerade Bloodlines, and that came out in 2004. Okay. Look so that's that. another good game that came right. out in 2004. Another, another uh, yeah, uh, checking the uh, plus column for that game. There, oh, and this one, and I didn't mm-hmm. play, but you got to tell me, there's a great year in gaming. World of Warcraft, released 2004. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I gotta admit, I haven't played it either. And yeah, that was people's crack for a long time. I was gonna say you can tell yeah. I haven't played it because I'm here talking. Yeah, about yeah, it. I know. A lot of people with marriages. Um, you know, I'm afraid of those. Yeah, yeah. I, I would just be like, okay, this is what I do now. Yeah. <laughs> so there is a, a bunch of other games: Silent Hill for the Room, which is, believe it or not, the only Silent Hill I ever played. And it's creepy as hell. Silent Hill Four. For the Room. Okay. The game starts and takes place with you in a room. Mm-hmm. Locked with a million chains from the inside. That's how the game starts. Nice. You're like, how do I get in here? Then you find a portal in your bathroom, and you have to go in there, and you're in the, you know, the other world where, you know, you got the, you know, pin, you know pyramid head chasing you. Yeah. So it was creepy as all heck. Nice. And I used to get, in 2004. I mean, I it doesn't feel that long ago, but I was fascinated with that game because that was the first game where I looked out of a window in a game. I'm in my apartment. And then, you know, 2004 is not the best graphics out there, but, yeah. you know, you still got into it because that's the best you knew. Oh, yeah. But it's the first game I looked out of the window of the game, and I saw life. Cars driving, people and other people walking. I'm like, I thought that was the most amazing thing, that people just doing their daily routine like it was really happening. Oh, yeah. It, it freaked me out. I felt like a voyeur. The, the first time, I'm so old, the first time a computer spoke to me. <laughs> Oh, shall we play it again? I uh, crapped my pants pretty yeah. much. Actually, I, it was great. It was uh, it was late at night too, and I was trying to get the game to work, trying to get the game to work on a uh, crappy game too, by the way. But the uh, game's name 
did not know games spoke at that time. Yeah. All of a sudden, my computer goes, Barbarian! <laughs> oh, I remember that and, game. Uh, cut people's heads off now. Yeah, yeah, I pretty yeah. much crapped my pants. Yeah, yeah, it just did not know that was coming. Yeah, um, that, yeah, back then, they didn't really, they weren't voice recordings. They actually used, like, electronics yeah, to it's, simulate it's, a human voice. Exactly. So it sounded weird, and it yeah. was loud, yeah. and it just, yeah, scared the hell out the of me. The first game I ever played that had voice in it was on a Commodore 64 a game called Impossible Mission. And okay. I still play it randomly from every now and again with an emulator, because you could play in a Power uh, 64, Amiga had a version. I'm not sure there was a PC version at the time, because Commodore 64 was better than PC for a few years. And the game, as soon as the game started, it spoke to you like twice in the game, right in the beginning and right when you beat it. And it would say, stay a while. Stay forever. Ha ha ha. And it would laugh. Nice. And then I was like, okay. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> What does it say at the end? Do you know? Uh, no, no, no. Uh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Nice. Nicely done. Yeah. Well, if I, I'm not mistaken, what about um another game you wanted to talk about? Yeah. No Man's Sky. Oh, No Man's Sky. Oh yeah. One more. Doom Three came out in 2004. Okay, that was a good game too. But Sims Two is considered one of the best. Before we go on, Sims Two. Um, that's considered one of the better games of Sims. I still play that one every now and again. Okay, I wasn't a fan of the Sims series. Um, I like Sims because I can make the girl and the guy like each other. And Charlie she, and I used to play this at the office when we used to work together. That's and she can never get the couples to, they just fought the whole time. Oh, that's great. Yeah, because I used to, so I used to play with my wife at work, Unreal Tournament 2004, and Sims 2. Oh, that's great. That's what we did at work <laughs> during the day. That is great. Uh, so, yeah, I would say, if you ever look at the list, the list goes on to 500 and some great year in gaming. 2004 was a landmark. And here's the funniest part. Remember the NHL 04 that I liked so much? Yeah. It actually came out in 2003. No, that's great. <laughs> that makes sense, though. Yeah, they are yeah. always a year ahead. Yep, makes sense. Uh, so, No Man's Sky is one of those games, and a lot of people, if you've heard of No Man's Sky, you probably know the story that... Several years ago, there was this big hoopla about the next-gen, you know, space simulator game out there. And everyone was all excited. PlayStation started giving them a ton of money. It was released a shell of anything that was promised. People refunding the game. It was... The walking simulator, yeah. absolutely no point. Um, the, those were the things I heard about it. I remember a review saying, um, and I believe it was Angry Joe who said it, this the game is a wide as an ocean, but as deep as a puddle. Mm, nice. And I will tell you right now, the game is not the game. It's one of those games like uh, Diablo 3. It's not the game that was released even close. They just released a, like the 10th new patch for the game. This one's called Desolation, where you find derelict freighters that are like, got demons and they're haunted, and you're exploring them. Oh, that's fantastic. So, it's, so now it, you have something to do. You have a th purpose. There's been something to do for years, actually. Uh, they changed a lot of things. It, you know, first they put patches where you start being able to like build your own camps. Then they put patches where you can actually find a friend because that was one of the big things that was missing. Where you, it was a multiplayer game, but you never could find anybody in it that you know. Okay. So they fixed that. Uh, there's space battles now. They're, so if I played this game, I'd be able to find you. You would. What yes. do you play this on PC? I played on PC. Okay. Um, of course, because. Um, this game, and they released a patch a few years back where you can play the game also in VR. Oh, that's right. And you can play in either mode, the same game save. 
And I will say I do kind of prefer, prefer the VR only because it has, it brings a kid in me. I'm hopping a spaceship, you take off, and you fly straight up, and you see the atmosphere break apart, and yeah, then you're in neat. outer space. Yeah, that is And you neat. see all these ring planets and asteroids, and go to warp speed, you know, you pick your, you know, galaxy map out, and you pick where you want to go next, and you just explore, and you're trying to solve a mystery. That's what the main game is. You're trying to solve a mystery. And I played the game, I don't know how many hours I put into it, 60, 100 hours. What? It's one of those games, though. I am barely touched the main mission. I was going to ask, have you solved the mission? No, not really. Right now I'm collecting ships and freighters and capital ships. And what is the, uh, may I ask, what the, what the, what's the big question? Is it an origin story kind of thing, trying to I, figure I, out where we came I'm from? I'm not sure. I purposely avoid spoilers. I know you're trying to get to the center of the universe. Yeah, no, that, what do you know about it is what I know. What I know yeah. so far is that I, I'm trying to keep contact. First, I, I was contacted by some alien. And that's another cool thing about the game. By default, you can't even talk to these guys. They speak in a language that you don't even understand. But you slowly collect knowledge shards and talk to other people and try to figure out, piece together what words mean what with different alien species. Okay, yeah. Eventually, you can talk to them. Gotcha. It's, so it's kind of creepy. So you, at first, you're just bargaining by saying, ugh. You know, it's kind of interesting. So you go to spaceports, and then there's one major spaceport where you can find all the other players. And it just... It just really not the same game when it came out and i find it so it just sucks you in and it doesn't matter i, I was playing the other day um non-vr just to play with it. i started a new game yeah which i probably shouldn't do <laughs> but i'm trying to do my, a new game where i'm trying to com actually complete the game okay and i'm gonna leave my other save for all the exploration where i'm just doing lots of weird stuff and just doing a lot of so i'm gonna try to just complete the game and see what the you know main story is sure but it's like skyrim or any of the other games where you play forever and never play the main mission sure yeah and there's a lot to do well you, like we said with the grand theft auto though it's wherever you're deriving enjoyment that's how the game is meant to be played in my mind you know yeah. so if, if that's doing the story and doing the main mission great if yeah. that's running around town and going <laughs> killing sprees and running everyone over so be it you know yeah. the um it's how you enjoy playing it. I just never, as a child, I always like, oh, I would love, you know, you're watching Star Wars, you're watching Star Trek. I would love to just, just explore. And there's never been a game where you could just explore an undiscovered universe. All these planets are unique. You go on, there's, you know, it's got every time, and they're all like, you know, randomly generated, the whole universe, you know? Sure. So, but it's gargantuan. So the first planet you're on, I don't know if it's guaranteed, but it's pretty much you're the first person that's ever been there. Oh, that's neat. So it's kind of so it takes you a little bit to start finding other planets, that other, and you can name the planet. And if if somebody lands on that planet, that's the name they they have. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, it's kind of weird. So it, it's it's very interesting game, and I'm really into it. And they fixed it, and I played it when it first came out, and I didn't return it like everyone else did. I just said, eh, let me just see what happens. Yeah. And then they start releasing all the patches like a year later, and the Hello Games is the publisher, and I, I don't think their team's very big. I think like ten or fifteen people. And they just been doing nothing but wow. making this game bigger. Oh, good. For That's years. For pretty years. awesome. All they've been doing. So I highly recommend if you're ever in the mood um, to just, I don't know, become a kid again, hop in a spaceship. And it's, it's a survival game, too, which you don't have to do. You can turn it off and just be freedom. But the game by default is a survival game. So you land on a planet. Your ship is destroyed. You have no memory. And radiation is hitting you. What do you do? F1. F1, yeah, I know. Activate. <laughs> Activate, yes. Um, um, you can do that, uh, but I would say that, you know, you can play on low enough difficulty where you don't have to. 
have um, you can just find the uh, sodium you need to repair your uh, your suit. And yeah, it's it's not that bad. It'll make it terribly difficult to find the resources. You have scanners. In case that activate wasn't clear to uh, anyone, that's uh, what happens when you're actually applying a cheat of some kind. Yeah, especially from cheathappens.com. Yep. <laughs> so mm -hmm. yeah, so I want to say No Man's Sky. I can't wait to see what Desolation brings because they actually call it Dead Space now, which is another game that people like. That's all, but that's all horror. So they that's the, the people are saying now. They put Dead Space into the middle of this game. Yeah, that's neat. So, um, and yeah, that patch is coming out sometime soon. No, it's out now. Oh, it's already it's out, out? Right now, no, yeah. It's, uh, so I, I, oh, I'm sorry, is that a patch or a DLC? It's a patch. Okay. Yeah, they just put updates. Nice. So as long as you keep your Steam up to date, it just updates, and next thing you know, you got a new game. That's pretty neat. It's just, so, uh, yeah, it's, it's well cared for. So what's your rating, then? My rating when it first came out, like a 3, and every new patch added a couple points. So I would give it... Yeah, I got 9.2, only wow. because their menu system needs to be a little bit better. Uh, it's kind of clunky, and they don't hold your hand very much in the game. Okay. But it's definitely in the nines because the the feeling of wonder I have when I'm playing it. I mean, when you leave a planet and you just see all these other planets, and you, and and when you fly to another planet, it's not like 10 seconds. You have to go warp speed to make it to another planet. They're far away from each other. Oh, yeah. You know, you can see it. Even it tells you if you just go normal like impulse power to the next planet, it says you know two hours from your arrival. Yeah. So then you got to go faster, and you just slowly see this planet get bigger and bigger, and then and you go straight into the planet. There's no like a loading screen. There's loading screens in the game, but there's no loading screens when you're just traversing directly from one planet to another okay. that you can see. And then you go anywhere in the planet you want, and lot there's mysteries. There's there are things you can find underground and every. Planet has different creatures that are randomly generated, so some look like dinosaurs, some like little, little tiny little you know cats or whatever. It just, and and then if you like blow up the wrong thing or kill too many good animals or whatever, these robots show up and they start doing another grand theft auto thing on you. Where the more robots you kill, the more robots come with bigger weaponry to get you. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. It's totally grand theft auto. If you kill all these little robots that like I think all those sentinels. Eventually, like giant sentinels come oh, that's <laughs> to take you out, and then you go go hide. To get rid of them. So, yeah, this is, in some portion of it, it's Grand Theft Auto in space. That's interesting. So, uh, all right, so I'm going to have to add that to the list of things to check out, I think. No Man's Sky, that's a high rating. I Yeah, I, I, it is my kind of game, and because you can play at your own pace, your own way. Well, I will say it this way. Next time it's on sale, I won't overlook it. <laughs> yeah, it, it did get down. I think it got down like 20 bucks at one It point. did. It was on sale, yeah. Worth 20 bucks. I'd say it's worth 60 bucks now, but they burned too many bridges years ago. It might be hard to get 60 bucks out of it now. Um, yeah, I don't know what it sells for now. Yeah, I don't know what the average price is, but I think it's worth it 60 bucks now. But it was not worth 60 bucks three years ago. Wow. No, that's a high endorsement thing. Good yeah. for that team, though. Way yes. to turn it around. Hello Games, good for you guys. Yeah, way to turn it around. Yeah, let's see if uh, um, Last of Us Part Two, if if Naughty Dog can make a comeback. <laughs> That game needs to be patched. Nice. Um, actually, there's a game uh, I want to finish playing, because I think I've played about half of it, and that would be, well, ironically, Half-Life, the uh, Alex, is it? Oh, Half-Life Alex for the uh, VR, yeah. That was that was a good time. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, Came to my house and played a third of it, yeah. Third of it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to uh, finish that at some point. That was... Um, well, I mean, it's a Half-Life game, so I get yeah. to run around and shoot things. I'm a big fan of that. Um, the but VR was fun, though. It's Well, it's the best-looking VR game out now. 
in the physics, just like Valve does, they put the best physics in their games, and you know it's a leap. And I don't know if they weren't. I don't think they were trying to be jerks by putting this in VR only. I think they just felt that that's what they wanted to do and do next, and they said this could only happen in VR. Sure, that's yeah. what the experience is all about. But yeah. I think that's where you see though. I mean, there's you know I won't include spoilers here, but there are scenes that really wouldn't be the same experience if you weren't in VR. Right. And plus, you probably get through the game a lot quicker. And it went, and and in my opinion, when you fight creatures and monsters in VR, it's far more terrifying in VR than if you just play it on like you know absolutely. 2D. It's just absolutely because yeah. yeah, they're they're coming at you, and I mean really coming at you. Yeah, because yeah, um, you haven't got to the scene yet in the game with everyone knows you know with the uh, the monster. And uh, I can't wait. Yeah. Um, but I, I suspect I'll shoot them. But I enjoyed that. I enjoyed Shooting the way the uh, pistol worked. Yeah, yeah it doesn't matter. Yeah, he'll shoot him, but then he'll eat your face off. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what's going to happen. Yes. Um, and uh, you'll see me probably do that two or three times before you're like, when are you going to try a different tactic? <laughs> and that's why, that's why I know a lot of people don't agree with this, but that's why I don't mind watching other people playing certain games. Certain games I love watching other people play because, one, I've been through it, and it's entertaining to see how you screw up. That I find entertaining. Okay. And it's not every game. Some games you can't watch somebody else play. I've learned that with some long plays. There are some games that are just too tedious. Like you can't watch the first Assassin's Creed playthrough. It just there's too much tedium in it that there's not enough meat to it. Um, recently, I watched some playthrough of Dragon Age Inquisition, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's a long game. <laughs> I remember when I'm playing them. I don't mind playing it. But I'm not sure I can watch something else for a long period of time play that game. I enjoyed that game. Very beautiful game. Oh, actually. it is good. Good score, too. Good music. But um, Dragon Age 4 is announced, too. I did not finish it. I got, I made it pretty far, too, but I did not actually seal the deal. The game is worth finishing just for the DLC um, that like is like a reunion DLC, which they kind of did in Mass Effect as well. Oh, okay. Uh, Mass Effect 3. Yeah, Mass Effect 3. They had like a reunion DLC. Yeah, I still got to get back to those. All your friends got back together. Oh yeah, at some point I'm gonna stop talking to you until you play until you play Mass Effect 2. Two, yeah. Because that is on the list we will be talking about soon of a hundred games you gotta play before you die. Mass Effect 2 is on that list. Nice. It is because it's one of those things like Halo, the Halo 2, different game, much better. And the same thing with Mass Effect, Mass Effect 1 to Mass Effect 2. It, you, you almost play and say, did somebody else make this game? It's that much of a difference between the two games. And I didn't think Mass Effect 1 was bad per se. I felt, when I first played it, I actually I had it on the Xbox 360, I played the first 20 minutes of it, and I shelved it for a year, because I'm like, this is just Halo, when I first started playing it, oh. but then after you get by the first section, and you go back to the Citadel, all of a sudden it turned into an RPG, it wasn't an RPG until then, you weren't sitting there having conversations with people, you were just shooting on a planet, mm -hmm. and I'm like, this is just this is just Halo, and you're just shooting things, and it wasn't, I wasn't in the mood for that. Yeah. You know, I went to Oblivion. I started playing Oblivion instead. Yeah, you wanted okay. You wanted interactions. So you wanted a story. Mass Effect, and I'm like, oh, there's a story here. Okay, this is a little bit better, but there's some. They did a lot of things wrong in the first Mass Effect game. The game was a little too, you know, the the scenes where you land on the planet with a buggy and you go exploring. That doesn't exist even in the second game. It's there, you could still explore planets, but they're not this weird like. Let's find this weird pointer that I gotta get to. You know, they got rid of kind of things that were just wasn't working in the first game. Okay. The fighting is better, the weapons better, the story's better, and like I said, the story matters. It's one of those games where what you do in the game affects the ending. 
Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, because uh, my first playthrough of the or the playthrough of the first one, I had a dude die on me. Well, I think I shot him. But uh, was it Rex? Uh, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. so. It oh, was the gruff guy. Yeah, and I, I, I didn't want to shoot him, but right. it was just kind of the way the story arc went. I didn't have a choice. You do have a choice. You just don't know you have a choice. Yeah, <laughs> it's based I, on how you play. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I made poor decisions earlier that somehow resulted, you know, snowballed into me shooting Rex, and I did not want to have to do that. Yeah, they let you, they let you carry the save between the first game and the second, but there's decisions you didn't like. You can create a new backstory and say Rex lived. Yeah, that's probably what I'll do. I'll be like, yeah, Rex is fine. Yeah, Rex is fine. He was sleeping. Because I like his story in the second game. He's awesome. I liked him in the first one. Yeah, so I like him. Yeah, I like a badass that just says, instead of hugging, they punch you. He, you know, just, he just yeah. basically said what he was thinking, and I appreciate that. Yeah, I know? do like that, yeah. The you, candidness. I do like Rex, and yeah, there's uh, you see a lot more Rex in the second game if he's alive. But if he's not, I, I in fact, I've never played the second game without Rex. Uh, so I I'm not sure, how, but the story would be different. You would probably meet somebody else on a certain planet. I will most likely just start a whole new game and yeah. pretend I didn't play the first one. It'll probably be easier. Someday I'm going to play all three Mass Effect games as a female. I've never done that. And everyone's... Oh, I'm like 90% certain I was a girl. Yeah, everyone says they call him Fem Shep. Fem Shepard. Yeah. And uh, uh, I'm used to playing as a guy because of his voice and... Um, I, every time I played it, I've always played a guy, but then somebody, I saw in a forum somewhere, and I'm like, all oh, the females are superior actors, so she's more fun to play, your reactions are better, I'm like, I guess I gotta do that, and you know me, I'm, I'm gonna play the first game again, because I want my decisions to go into the second game, uh, of course, and yep. then go into the third game, but you can get to the first game quick compared to the other two, because it is a shorter game than Mass Effect 2 and 3. Well, I think you actually go to this school too, but I tend to... When given the the male female decision point, I I won't say I'm exclusive because I'm not, but I am probably an at least eighty twenty, maybe a ninety ten as far as gravitating towards females. And my argument is simply, I'm going to be looking at them longer. So yeah. if I had to pick, <laughs> yeah, see, I will pick the female form like you. I think in the Bioware games, I always pick male because they always have romance options. And I don't know why it feels weird for me to be a girl and romance a guy in a video game. I always found that weird because I feel like I'm the character romancing somebody. And it didn't feel like it was me. Okay, I can see that argument. Um, so what, I'll, I'll play the game again and I will play the female and you can romance females. That's so what I'm I all do. in now. Yeah, that's what I'd be doing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I'm all in now. So I'm going to play the game or romance nobody, nothing but females. Um, and I agree with you. Um, in fact, I, I think, you, yeah, you were the one who convinced me to play more female characters in video oh, games. Oh, for, for that argument. For my, that argument. My logic is sound. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, yeah, this is better to look at. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm okay with that. Because okay. to me, that's what it kind of boils down to. Like, for the next 25, 30 hours, who would you rather stare at? This dude? Yeah. Or her? Yeah, and he's not attractive. <laughs> and, yeah, so, um, yeah, so I'm going to play all the three games again, because those are... Those are games I know some people don't like watching the same movies over and over again, but certain movies I do, and I'm like that with video games. I've played Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3 easily six, seven times. Oh, no, I hear you. I've definitely played through uh, Final Fantasy 7, 
quite a well, long especially if you time. include the new version that's out now. Yep. And part two is not coming out for another three years, so you got that. Is that what it is? Three <laughs> yeah, years. It's gonna be a long time before then part two comes out. I just hope I live long enough for them to finish it. Yeah. And I think they're gonna make it three parts. You know why? Yeah, I hope money. so. Yeah, money, but I hope it's three parts because if it's any more than that, that would blow. Because oh, people, that would be wrong. Yeah, that'd be wrong. So three parts, I think I can deal with. Um, two parts would be better, but I think they're gonna do three parts. I agree with you. I you think know, they, they need to do disc two. Exactly. That's <laughs> exactly how I'm thinking of it. Because isn't that how it ended? Wasn't um, it like right when disc two was supposed to go in? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Where it ended now? Yeah, yeah. pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Yep, you leave. Yep. <laughs> it's supposed to get, get outside. I was so excited about that, too. Yeah. And yeah, it's like, oh, this is good. Yeah. Because yeah. I played the game for the first time since I met you because you're like playing Final Fantasy VII. So I did, yeah. and I'm like, oh, it's a different game now. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy the way that happens, yeah. isn't it? Just yeah. like all of a sudden, it's like, oh, this is so much bigger. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's crazy. So actually, on that note, uh, I read something. Uh, I've not checked it myself, but uh, PS4 apparently had an anniversary recently. Did I know this? And uh, or PlayStation in general, yeah. and they gave everybody a new theme, and everybody said, uh, "Yeah, you suck." Is basically how oh, they reacted. They hated like, the theme. Yeah, like seriously, <laughs> yay, hooray for you, happy mm -hmm. birthday. That's what you give us. So uh, PlayStation, uh, kudos to them. They uh, Sony, I guess, realized they are of their ways, and I'm told that every PS Plus member, I believe it is, yes, which we are, which we are, gets a ten dollar credit. Oh, now that's a happy birthday, PlayStation. Yeah. I'm probably going to buy themes with it. So, just, I'm not a thousand percent here. Yeah. I believe it said PS Plus and not PSN members. I don't know. What's the difference? Isn't there the the thing where you can subscribe to, like, just have access to some games that are there temporarily and then oh. leave and it's Oh, kind of like the Xbox Game Pass? Yeah, yeah I think it's the PSN and it's just not... Yeah. Well, I don't like the idea that one day my games won't be there. Yeah, that's what uh, people say about digital games. That's why people still buy physical, because technically you're just renting the game. Yeah. Because you read the small print, you can play this game as long as we allow you to. Exactly. Yeah, the minute we stop posting it or whatever, yeah. Yeah, I think Diablo 3, once again. I mean, you remove the servers, and that game is, um, one, not going to run, but two, even if it did, you'd literally have no NPCs. So you'd have nobody to interact with, and you'd have no monsters to fight. <laughs> yeah. You kind of take a little out of the game. That would ruin it. Yeah, so that's I'm still a fan of physical games, but that's why I like GOG. You can download those; they're digital, but you can download them and own them. Yeah, I you agree. Know? You can you have the executable that uh, will ultimately install. I agree. I agree. Yeah, boy, I did not realize until this show. But uh, props to GOG. I mean, really, we love you guys. I, I now when I see a game come out and like Steam advertise it all the time, I look at GOG to see if they have it first. I yeah, do that now. That's fair. I don't know if you remember last week's episode. I gave such like kudos to GOG showing Epic Games in their installer. Yeah. <laughs> so I started using it. So I guess I should have used it before last week's episode. <laughs> when you click on install game or play game from inside the GOG, it opens up Epic, the That's platform, fantastic. and then either installs it or plays it from there. So it's basically not really doing much for It's a you. launcher for Epic Store. Okay. That's all it is. So, so the previous endorsement is now just, uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's, yeah. Please, GOG, I love you, but don't advertise that feature anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's not but, a feature. That, and it's not even a convenience, 
really. You still have to go. You just get a different way of listing the games. That's all it is. You still... So as soon as I saw it, it started launching the Epic, which I didn't have open at the time. And I'm like, oh, that's all this is doing? I, I thought it weird that's because... That's not an integration. I'll be honest. I, I like both the Epic and the uh, GOG interfaces. I enjoyed them both. Yeah. Um, well, Epic, you go in there, you get free game almost every day. <laughs> I really Epic's really, yeah, just unbelievable. They're Epic. Um, I'm already moving topics to oh, another yeah. show because we are 43 minutes in here. Um, and on that note, I'm going to say, why don't we save the top 100 list for another uh, show to okay. talk about? Because uh, we still have other things to get to. Yes, that's fine. Uh, good with that. I actually wanted to uh, talk about movies for a few minutes here, and I wanted to uh, talk to you about The Matrix 4. Oh, I don't know much about that. Um, I, it's I, like you may know more than me. I, I know that it's going to be a thing. Yeah, I know, because it's weird to call it Matrix 4, because there's only been one movie so far. Exactly. <laughs> That's my problem with it. I knew that would be your take well, on it. Yeah, so why are they skipping episode 2 and 3? Uh, do you remember that conversation, by the way, we had? Um, I was at your house probably for one of the first times, and for some reason we're looking at your movies, and yeah. I said, uh, why do you only have the first Matrix? Yeah. Do you remember what you said to me? I think I said because there is only one. Exactly, because they <laughs> only made one. They only made one movie, as far as I'm concerned, yes. <laughs> Great answer. Yes. But uh, that's why I wanted to bring up Matrix 4, so I agree. Matrix is definitely the downward spiral as far as the story goes. Um, I think everybody can agree on that one. Yeah. Uh, Matrix 1 was just phenomenal. Wow. Yes. Like, Wow. And Matrix 2 was kind of wow, but for a different reason. Yeah, it and was, 3 was downright, like, holy shit, really? Yeah, 2 could have been recovered if 3 wasn't a big pile of garbage. Yeah. But that leads me to the question. Are you watching 4? Uh, not in the theater. No, but I don't really go to theater yeah. too much anyway. I, I may watch it, but if it gets a tomato meter of 0%, I'm not going to waste my time. Fair enough, fair enough. I'm probably going to end up watching it. I do like some movies that get low tomato meters. They do. I, I, there's a game, uh, game. There's a movie um, starring Kevin Costner called The Postman. Okay. That yeah. got like a tomato meter of like 10, 15%. I forget what it was. Good story, though. It's better than Waterworld. <laughs> it's better than Waterworld. <laughs> it's way better than Waterworld. And I think it had some great acting in it. You know. It had Tom Petty in it. It's funny that you went there because yeah. I was thinking of Kevin Costner earlier because Yellowstone is a show we're watching. And oh, yeah, a new, you're uh, good season that, that uh, we haven't watched yet, but um, absolutely, uh, we should have it recorded, but uh, absolutely phenomenal job. He really, I, I'll be frank, I don't know so much that Kevin Costner really acts. No, he acts like Kevin Costner. But my God, does he do a good job oh, of God. it. Yes. He does the best Kevin Costner I've ever seen. And uh, Yellowstone is. I honestly would not have guessed that would be my cup of tea. The show's fantastic. Absolutely. One of the few movies of Kevin Costner I rewatch more than two or three times is Bull Durham. Because that uh, is the best example of Kevin Costner playing Kevin Costner. He's really good at it. Yeah, I think, yeah, because if you watch Bull Durham, <laughs> if you take, if you mute it, or I guess you not mute it, but if you just isolate his vocals and every single movie he does, it's Bull Durham. I mean, that's where he got the personality. That's every movie's like Gold Durham. And it's great, though. It's absolutely great. But um, that's funny that we ended up on Kevin Costner. But, uh, I know. I do like know, Kevin Costner. I wanted to ask that Matrix 4 question because yeah. I agree with you, and yet I entirely know I'll watch the fourth one. Yeah. And I'll be honest. Even if I knew it had zero rating, I'd probably still watch it. Which leads me. I hope it ends with a spider. 
to the... Which leads me to the anti-recommendation. Oh, the anti-recommendation. And actually, I take it back, because I have a, I have a theory, and I've had this theory for a long time, and I, I can kind of prove it. And that is that when you're looking at good and bad, we all think of it as kind of a line chart, where, you know, good is at the top, maybe, and bad is at the bottom. Yeah. But I've always argued that it's, it's a circle. It's not a line chart at all. Everything is cyclical. Yeah. And I mean that in regards to movies, specifically right now, because I'm of the belief if something sucks just enough, it can cross that threshold and become good. I agree with that. There's a lot of bad movies I love. Flash Gordon is my uh. argument. <laughs> Flash Gordon was yes. quite possibly like the crappiest movie ever, and yet... The savior of the universe. I mean, he's yeah. just it's flat. Just a man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was awesome. And, uh, you know, so that is an argument, but that brings me to the, the anti-recommendation. I just wanted to share that theory that, you know, if something is, sucks enough, it can, it can cross. It can cross over. Because I kind of found, well, I learned something new, and that is with the movie Enemy. <laughs> yes. And I know you know this. Yes, because uh, you suggested that I watch this great movie. I did not at all. That is what you did to your wife when I told you by no means watch this movie. Yes. So I said, hey, Sean recommended this. Let's watch it. Exactly. And we all got into it. Well, <laughs> and I think you know, but my wife has a history of falling asleep during movies. And when she wakes up, oh, how did it end? So when she asked on this movie, I said, oh, no, you have to watch for yourself. And so, Kevin, you pretty much had the same reaction I did, as I understand it, to when you first viewed the end of this movie. Yeah, I had to rewind it several times. Absolutely. Just to make sure I saw what I saw. <laughs> exactly. You started, I checked myself for a head injury. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> no, that didn't just happen. Oh, my God. Yeah. And <laughs> that – so, in that regard, it's not a recommendation, per se. However – the movie Enemy expanded my horizons, and it kind of broke my circular theory. Because before that, things could only suck so much before they would cross that threshold and become Flash Gordon territory. Yes. And yet, Enemy broke the bottom. It broke <laughs> my bottom of how far down things could go. And it found new depths that I did not know existed. <laughs> it was weird because the movie is not, I wouldn't call it an unwatchable movie. No. It had some interesting ideas, and it's not something that you, you should fall asleep on. I stayed awake the whole time. Uh, then when you get to the end, you're like, what? It's like a stroke simulator. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, <laughs> am I okay? It's just, what just happened? Yeah, it, yeah, blew my mind. It's worth watching, and especially bringing a loved one to watch it with you. Yeah, just go in knowing yeah. that right now things in your life can only suck so much. But don't worry, after this movie, you will find out that they could suck even more than that. Yes. So. Uh, oh, Jake Gyllenhaal, man, wow. Guy seems nice enough, but he seems like a nice guy. Every interview I see him, he seems like the sweetest guy. Like the interview you just did with Spider Man with Tom, um, was it? Tom Holland. Yep. He just seemed like a good uncle. Yep. Seems like a really nice guy. Yeah. But boy. Man, can he not make movies? Yeah. They're just bad, buddy. They're just yeah. bad. Yeah. Um, this makes Donnie Darko make sense. 
saying. By comparison, though, by comparison, really Donnie Darko made more sense than the ending to anime. I guess uh, props to Jake for trying, you know, new yeah. things. But my God, what are you killing me? Um, I heard there's a director's cut of uh, Donnie Darko, and people that watch it say, "No, no, watch the original. <laughs> the director made it worse." <laughs> he made it way less sense. That in itself is almost an achievement. Yeah, it's like, how do you make Donnie Darko worse? A director's cut. You know, I said this at work the other day, and it's so true, and I've said it before. It's whenever I, you know, think things can't suck anymore, I find out that I just lack imagination. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I like about life. It just it finds a way. Like it really Park, does. It finds a way to... Uh, Show you something that you did not expect in any way. <laughs> You're still surprised. Yeah. So uh, we are already 52 minutes in, but I want to uh, close with a uh, our last uh, section here because I know we're skipping a lot. We've got another uh, episode probably worth of content here. But uh, so, what are you playing? Uh, what are you playing since last week's book? Playing? Um, I platinumed The uh, Last of Us Part Two. Oh, wow. That was quick. Yeah. It wasn't too bad. I had to use a guide. Because they were just, you had to collect coins all over the place. Sure. And stuff like that. So I platinum them. So that means I'm allowed to have an opinion of the game now. Nice. <laughs> Way to go, Mr. Platinum. Um, Didn't and, realize the high roller I was sitting with. Yes. Um, I did play Torchlight 2 since it was free. It took me an hour. Then I uninstalled it. <laughs> I see. It was fun. I enjoyed it. It was fun. Yeah, I got some mods for it that kind of changed the gameplay a little bit that I forgot I had installed. Oh, yeah. I still had them installed. Well, remember like, we had like 50 different classes you could pick. Yeah, so, and I had and different the game pets. game had like five. Yeah, so I had different pets and stuff that you couldn't pick. And so I played it through the game, and I'm like, yeah, and yeah, it's good effort now. But I'm, I, I would play Torchlight 3. I would. Yeah, I, I'm not in a rush to buy it, but I'll play yeah. it. And uh, I've enjoyed I enjoyed Torchlight 1 and 2. They're, they're just, uh, they look pretty Diablos. Yeah. And No Man's Sky, uh, like I said I, earlier, I started playing a new playthrough and with the goal to finish the game because I want to finish the game. So that's a game I'm going to be playing going into, you know, the weekend and in the next week and see, I mean, if I can do it under, you know, 30, 40 hours, you know, I might be able to finish it by next week. Nice. I'm going to give it the old college try. I've been, uh, when I can play, uh, Need for Speed Rivals. I'm telling you guys I'm hooked. I'm going to be on that for a while. I just enjoy it. I enjoy driving like a bat out of hell, and uh, it's just fun. But uh, trying to uh, play the Luigi's Mansion, I think um, one of our very near episodes I'll be able to rate that, even though oh. I'm, uh, I would say maybe 50% through the game. Okay. Um, but I think I can give my final way in on that, yeah. and, uh, you know, I'll continue to play that. Yeah. Oh, the only other game I've been playing, which is important, I've been playing on my Nintendo Switch, the Neo Geo golf game. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's awesome. <laughs> From SNK. But it cost me, what, eight bucks for it? Best golf game on the Switch. Is it worth the eight bucks? It's worth it because if you want to play golf on your Switch, there is no other choice. There's one other choice, but the game is terrible. I'm afraid I know the answer, and it's no, but yeah. can we play, if I bought that, could we play remotely? On our respective switches. I bet no. I suspect no. I bet as we well. have to be in the same console to play it. Yeah, that's a bummer. It is a bummer. Um, I think networking didn't exist when this game came out, and they didn't exactly. modify the game. Yeah, yeah it literally like a, a aluminum foil helmet. It boots up like a uh, an arcade cabinet when you turn it on. Nice. So it's 
It's, they're using some emulator to play it, probably. But you have the options menu. Yeah, because when you go in there, basically it has a list of what level to play, how much things cost. Um, oh, timing to um, swing your golf club. I changed it to 10 minutes from the difficult, oh, normal yeah. 30 well, seconds. I was going to say, what is it normally, like two seconds? It says like 30 swing. seconds in, by default. In this game, at least 30 seconds. And you said 10 minutes. I like that. And I said the level one instead of the normal level four we've been playing. Yeah. And it, the game is still hard, but... But you were first with a number uh, minus four. Minus so, four. So at level four, it was I think minus sixteen to yeah, get first. Yeah, you got to play a perfect game to rank first or second. Game so. is just mean. Too. It is mean. So that's why I had to send you screenshots of because uh, I, I did twice. Yeah. But only in Australia, I cannot get under uh, par with any of the other maps yet. So I should have been practicing. Who knew? <laughs> so uh, any uh, music? Anyone you've been listening to? Uh, I haven't listened to any music this week. All right. Well, um, I'm giving a shout-out to just crappy 80s music in general and uh, absolutely giving a shout-out to my sister-in-law, Bo Beryl, because uh, she re actually reminded me of me. Well, one, she seems to know music 10 years earlier than she should, and I'm the same way, and I don't <laughs> know why. And um, the amount of lyric lyrics she can retain absolutely blew oh. my mind. So uh, More than you? I don't know if I want to go that far, but I mean, I, she held her own, I'll say that. Um, and uh, yeah, so I had duets with my sister-in-law uh, all weekend long, and uh, to crappy 80s 80, crappy song. And uh, i got to say, it was a ton of fun, guys. So uh, I do have a recommendation, though, for folks, because I'm just trying to always make a recommendation. And this is a, just personally one that uh, I play whenever it's just getting to be too much, which is pretty much lately for all of us and it's an i swear you know with music in general you got to play it loud to feel it so my suggestion is when things are bad you play this and you crank it up and that would be nina simone's feeling good and when those horns kick yeah. in you are probably going to start feeling better if not it's probably not loud enough yeah so that's my recommendation there and uh lastly on the under the heading of what are you because that's a, that's the section yes. right now. What are you watching? Uh, I we binge watched the first season of a TV show called Hannah. Oh, and what'd you think? And at the end, last episode or the second to last episode? Yeah, the second to last episode of the season. There was a scene that happened, and I got out of my seat and said yes. That is awesome. And it was a scene where Hannah flew through a window. And in this uh, hotel... And landed right next to the bed. And landed right next to him on the bed. I was like, yes! <laughs> I was like, I got excited. The choreography in that show, it's oh. subtle, and it's great that you pick up on it, yeah. but it blows my mind, because there was an early scene where guards are attacking this group of girls, and one of the girls grabs the, the machine gun in his hands, kicks her legs straight out, yeah, and gravity grabs a hold of her body weight, and there's 0% chance... No matter how strong that guard is, he's not holding on to that weapon. It's yeah. just not going to happen. And it blew my mind because they didn't even focus on it. It was just a subtle little thing they did in the background. Yeah. And I'm like, that's amazing. That's exactly how you train a little girl to fight. Is yeah. you should, you should grab use, it, your, use your body yeah. weight yeah. You know, in that regard. And use it, what you have. Just amazing choreography. So, yeah. I, so it's not the first time I got excited in that TV show, but it's been a long time since I've yelled out watching a TV show. That's awesome. And got excited. I'm like, did you? I literally, did you just see that? 
I rewound and watched it again. That's great. Because I'm like, that was awesome. I got to see that again. Yep. And it was like one fluid motion. <laughs> oh, just awesome. But I knew uh, she was playing like punk rock, heavy metal in her car on the way to the hotel. And you're like, you know, he's not making it out alive. He's dead. And you just know it. And next thing you know, she just starts creening all the soldiers, spins out the car, <laughs> jumps out, and just starts kicking ass. Yeah, it's the dichotomy like, oh. of Hannah is what makes her so great, because she's an adorable little girl that you want to protect, and then she goes on Ninja Assassin, and yeah. it is wonderful. <laughs> the thing I say to Charlize now is when we're watching, I'm like, yeah, that relationship is not going to last. And she's like, why? I'm like, she's going to break his arm or something before the day's out. And she goes, did you watch it? I'm like, no. Have you seen the show? It's episode six. That's what she does to people. Yeah. As soon as they wrong her in any way or surprise her, boom. Yeah, she's not all that stable. <laughs> no, no. She's not fit for society at all. So, yeah. I, I, so, I love the character. I love the pacing. I, I love all the characters. Yeah, I actually like all the characters. I, I do as well. Bad guy. All the bad guys. Everybody. Great bad, great villains in there. Great semi-villain going on, too. Where she's a villain, but, you know, she has... I don't know. There's oh, some... Yeah. I can't wait to watch season two. It's very complicated. It's very complicated. It's layered. Definitely layered. I'm glad you like it now. Yeah. Oh, I screamed. I'm like, yeah. So, <laughs> that's great. That is great. Well, we uh, we have finished Hannah. Um, unfortunately, we uh, are ready for the next season. Um, Hannah, seriously, stop growing up. Please, just cut it out. Yeah, I know. Hannah's going to be like 35 when she shows up for yeah. season three. She's like, hello, I'm Hannah. I'll blow your mind about Hannah. What's up? She got her first acting gig playing in a movie that came out like five years ago at Shirley Temple. <laughs> yeah. Where's Hannah from? Uh, not the United States. Somewhere. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I forget. <laughs> that's all, that's all right. They're the only two. I'm not yeah. good with geography. That's what I've got. United States and everywhere else. Yes. So. Uh, not the United elsewhere. States actually is <laughs> yeah. a country in my world. Yes. Yeah, um, elsewhere. <laughs> that's entirely a joke to our international audience out there. Yeah. I've been a few places. I like to travel. Anywho, um, so yeah, Watchmen, uh, we literally watched episode one. Yeah. Um, I have to say, we this was recommended to us by somebody that we Nichols and I trust, and there are literally um, two people that Nichols and I trust when it comes to recommendations, yeah. and you are not one of them. Yeah, and, I know. Uh, Charlie, if you're listening, you are one of them. Yes. Um, but I did like the movie. I'm not going to say Charlie's last name. I did like um, the movie. So. I did too. Nichols has to watch it. Um but Watchmen was recommended, so I will be updating everyone sometime in the future. Uh, they're yeah. long episodes. They're an hour yeah. long, so it's going to take us, even though it's one season, it's going to take us a while. Yeah. I'll be watching Umbrella Academy when it comes out. Come oh, out. good. It's not out yet? A Friday or Saturday. It's like the end of the month. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we're going to watch that next. We're Watchmen, Umbrella Academy. We have yeah. it lined up. So, yeah, I'll be watching that. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, we're going to go back and watch the first season again, I think. And I'm watching The Monk still, because yep. it'll take a while to get through all those episodes. Absolutely. Uh, because I, Buffalo Bill, as a cop, I know, I it's just, just crazy. It's fun to watch. I yeah. just like watch because he's a, actually a good actor. Oh, he's great. And I can understand why he grew a mustache, because he looks a little bit less creepy. It's <laughs> just every woman I've ever heard talk about Monk specifically say it's the voice. Yeah. So it's just, um, for me, and I'm oblivious to the world around me, but I've noticed that he, he can't escape what he sounds like. Yeah. And they hear that, and all they hear is it puts the lotion on. <laughs> well, is it, were you the one that told me the joke that every Christmas when people go to Bath and Body Works, they oh, yeah. turn into Buffalo Bill? Yeah. Put the lotion up the basket. Exactly. Yeah, after two hours in Bath and Body Works, we all turn into Buffalo Bill. Yes. <laughs> put the lotion in the basket. It's just fantastic. But anywho, uh... Well, why don't you tell folks how to uh, contact us, and we'll wrap this up, because we're already over an hour on this one, my friend. All right. Um, we, you can get us at uh, – email us at, toot at tootcast.net. 
uh, you can get to our website at tootcast.net. And at tootcast.net slash listen, you'll be able to pick your favorite podcast application, uh, you know, Apple, Google, Spotify. And if we're missing any, let us know. We'll uh, I'll find out how to post it there, and I'll do that. And I can't thank you guys enough if you ever leave any comments on any of those sites. I will read them. We do have a Facebook presence as well. Uh, that's facebook.com slash twocast. So if you find us on Facebook, please leave us comments there as well. And, yeah, we would love to hear from you. That's fantastic. Well, that is the one other thing. Thank you. Good night. Thank you.